The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus told his disciples this parable The kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish, and five were wise. The foolish ones, when taking their lamps, brought no oil with them, but the wise brought flasks of oil with their lamps. Since the bridegroom was long delayed, they all became drowsy and fell asleep. At midnight there was a cry, Behold, the bridegroom, come out to meet him. Then all those virgins got up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish ones said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise ones replied, No, for they may not be enough for us and you. Go instead to the merchants and buy some for yourselves. While they went off to buy it, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went into the wedding feast with him. Then the door was locked. Afterwards, the other virgins came and said, Lord, Lord, open the door for us. But he said in reply, Amen, I say to you, I do not know you. Therefore stay awake, for you know neither the day nor the hour. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. There are certain things in life that we tend to ignore until we have to face them. And yet they are things that often should be on our minds frequently, if not in some way, constantly. At the end of the year, before Advent, the Church reminds us of these things particularly the four last things. We know them. Death, judgment, heaven, and hell. The church keeps these in front of us, particularly during this month. Well, death we know. That's something we don't need to have proven to us. We see it, we touch it, we experience it around us. It's something we know, we understand, or at least we accept it one way or the other. But judgment, heaven, and hell are things that although reason could suggest them, we only know through faith and revelation that we will be judged according to our deeds and that we will choose one way or the other what our eternity will be. God in his infinite love and mercy is always calling us to himself. It was his will, it is his will, that we should all be saved. But because he created us free, if we were going to love, because only those who are free can love, he created us with the capacity to reject him, to reject his love, even for all eternity, sometimes. So the church reminds us of that. We are always having to respond more perfectly to the mercy of God and to his grace. Happily, 
There is always repentance. God's mercy is always there. The confession of sins is such an important part of our lives. But at the end, we will have to make a decision based upon the grace of God. And that will come to us whether we like it or not or whether we believe it or not. I've mentioned a number of occasions, I'll mention it again, the young man who went to Padre Pio and said, I'm no longer going to go to confession to you. And Padre Pio said, why not? The young man said, because I don't believe in hell anymore. And Padre Pio said to him in his kind way, you will when you get there. (laughs) And, And that's something we have to be aware of. The problem with us is in our worlds, we trivialize everything, don't we? We trivialize death, we trivialize judgment, we trivialize heaven as some sort of natural paradise on a human level. It's none of those things. The vision of God is infinite beauty and infinite happiness. And we trivialize hell too. So we are told to watch. That's the great message towards the end of the church year. To watch and be aware. To watch for the coming of Christ. At this moment, since he's always coming, at the end of our lives, whenever that may be, remember the imitation of Christ has always said to us, when you get up in the morning, never assume that you will see the end of the day. And when you retire at night, never assume that you will see the morning. So that will come to us. And we will be watched for Christ at the end of time, too, for that coming of his. And we don't know when it will be. Today's gospel is one of those beautiful gospels about this. The ten virgins, five foolish and five wise. And each one of them has a lamp. By the way, weddings would have been celebrated just this way in Israel. Uh, The bride and the bridesmaids would uh, gather at the house of the bride's father. They would wait for the groom to come. And they didn't know when he was going to come, uh, sooner or later. Those roles seem to have been reversed in our own age. Uh, I'm never quite sure when the bride's going to show up. But... That happens with grooms sometimes, too, by the way. You remember the story I told you about the wedding I had during the hurricane in Southern Pines when the groom was an hour late because of a tree that had fallen across the road, and he and the groomsmen had to run a mile and a half in the rain and the wind, uh, and finally got there. Um, It was a a different sort of wedding. In any event, (laughs) they are there with their lamps. What are the lamps? The lamps are the the light of faith, and the oil of charity. In other words, our response to grace, the light of faith and the oil of charity. Our response to grace determines everything, our present, our future, our eternity. And we are told that there were five who brought extra oil and five who did not. And all of a sudden the announcement comes. But notice what happens first. Since the bridegroom was long delayed, you think that, don't we? The Lord is not coming. He's not coming right now, although he's always coming now. We put it off. We become rather accustomed to the world in which we live. We fall asleep. Or in other words, we sort of accept the values of the world. We become drowsy. And all of a sudden, the announcement comes that the bridegroom is here. Come out to meet him. And five of the virgins are prepared, and five have lost faith and lost charity. 
But we can't get that from somebody else. I can't give you what only I possess in that regard. Faith and charity are things we have to accept from God as individuals, and we have to preserve them. We have to maintain them with his grace. And so the five foolish then must go off, and when they return, the bridegroom has come and the door is shut. And they ask to be let in, and our Lord responds, And then I say to you, I do not know you. So there is the very basic lesson of this gospel. Anybody can understand it. It's very clear to watch and be prepared. But you know, um, St. Augustine had a beautiful reflection on this gospel, Uh, a good reminder for all of us. He said, watch with the heart. Watch with faith. Watch with love. Watch with charity. Watch with good works. Renew them with the inner oil of a steadfast conscience. Then shall the bridegroom enfold you in the embrace of his love and bring you into his banquet hall where your lamp can never be extinguished. So we have come today to the banquet hall of the Eucharist with grace and knowing that in the end our lamps can never be extinguished. Let us pray. Almighty Father, we come before you as the people redeemed by the blood of your Son and trusting in your love and mercy. For the church throughout the world, that her members will always be prepared for the coming of the Lord, now and at the end of time, especially the church persecuted, we pray to the Lord. Lord, For all nations of the world, especially our own, that they too may be open to the preaching of the gospel. For our veterans, we pray to the Lord. Lord, For all those who are sick and suffering, the lonely, the frustrated, and the confused, that they may know that they are preparing for the coming of Christ in their suffering and by their suffering. For those who are greatly tempted, for those who have lost the faith, we pray to the Lord. Lord, For greater respect for human life, we pray to the Lord. Lord For an increase in vocations to priesthood and the consecrated life, and those young men and women who prepare the world for the coming of the Lord. For greater reverence for the uh, missionary nature of marriage and the single life, we pray to the Lord. Lord For all parents, that they will encourage and welcome vocations to priesthood and the consecrated life in their families. We pray to the Lord. Lord, Especially for the young men and women of our own parish, that they will all consider vocations to the priesthood and religious life. They will be willing to answer the call of God. We pray to the Lord. Lord, For our bishop, priests, deacons, and seminarians, and for the American hierarchy, especially for our bishops as they meet this week in Baltimore, that they may make deliberations 
in the grace of God and with wisdom, we pray to the Lord. For the souls of all the faithful departed, especially our relatives, friends, and benefactors, all who have died in the battlefield, all victims of violence, terrorism, and natural disaster, for Mary Jane McGillery, whose funeral will be this Wednesday, eternal rest grant unto them, O Lord. May they rest in peace. May their souls and the souls of all the faithful departed. And for all of us here, that our lives will be visible signs of Christ's coming, visible signs of his presence. We pray to the Lord. We now join our prayers for those of the Queen of Heaven and Earth as we sing. Mm-hmm.